This is a very special last call at Hallis Hall. It is not with the other Dan. It is with my best friend who I've known since I was eight years old, Steve the Guru. We'll have him on here in just a second. But guys, I wanted to remind you with the Super Bowl coming up, if you're going to bet, please use BetUS. You sign up, you will get a 125% sign-up bonus, and you will help the channel greatly. So if you're going to bet on the Super Bowl, please use that link. It's also in the description of the show. And please bet responsibly if you do. I'm, I'm uh, excited right now. It's 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 very rare occasions that it, I get to have uh, my buddy that wants to come on and actually talk bears with me on the air. So, Steve, thanks for hanging out with me. Just pretend we're on the phone today. I will do my best. I'm glad to be back. It's it, but the, actually the ironically the first time that you were and the only time you were on that was the first show that got a thousand views. So. Well, there we go. I didn't ruin your show the first time. Hopefully, I don't ruin it the second time, I guess, huh? No, you won't. Let's see what happens here. <laughs> if this gets a thousand views, then we're going to have to see. We're going to see what's going on with that. You're gonna have to it, your more on. It's possible. You're, you're a lot more popular now than you used to be. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. The hard work's paying off. Yeah, a little bit. Thanks. So, I want to talk about uh, a little bit about Caleb Williams. Yes, this is what you wanted to join me on the show to have this conversation. Yeah, part of it. Yeah. Okay. The, the major part. Okay. So, first of all, there's a very good chance that he could be an outstanding quarterback. You know, but what I can't understand is the generational talent talk, the can't miss talk, the absolute slam dunk number one pick in the draft talk. What in history would say that? Can you think of anything? Well, I've kind of talked about it a little bit that there's when when a player is talked about, I think for you know two, three years in college as the number one quarterback, he was almost more of a hype last year than he is this year because his stats were better, right? If I'm you follow college football more than I do, but he had better stats last year than he he did this year, right? Yeah, main reason I think though is he lost his, his top receiver. Okay. So that that guy was a first round pick for the I believe the Vikings. I mean, isn't there something to say for the quarterbacks who who everybody is watching from year one in college to the time that they go to the NFL? Players like Trevor Lawrence, uh, players like Andrew Luck, players like even Justin Fields. Um, that the you know, those, you know, yeah. And those three quarterbacks all have one thing in common. Zero titles. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's the that's what's the goal? Is is the goal is to to make fans happy or is the goal to win championships? And it should be to win championships. Mm -hmm. And so you want to pick players that are of championship caliber. That's why you like the fastest receivers you can get and the strongest defensive tackles you can get and the most athletic corners you can get. That's, that's, that's why you want those guys. So you don't drop balls like builder does that cost you going to the super bowl. You want, you want those type of players. And, and for me, Caleb Williams, not playing in the bowl game really soured me on him. And I know that you and I talked about this and I'm sure you'll be, you'll, you'll, add to that right now that players you know they don't 
they set out those games. But for me, if I was a college quarterback, those would be the games I would be looking forward to getting to to be able to play in. It would take an injury to keep me out of one of those games. So for me, sitting out that game kind of crapped the bed for me. And I want to know what you think about that, because to what you what you just said, championships, they're, they're also in college, too, right? They are, but I believe they finished seven and five at USC and seven and five at USC in their world. You might as well be 0 and 12. That's it's just unacceptable at a place like USC. You, know, you go seven and five at Illinois two years in a row. They might build you a statue, <laughs> you know. When you go, you go seven and five at USC, and you're probably getting fired. More likely than not, you do that a couple more times. It's just, yeah, it, you know, to Ohio State fans, they had a bad year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Alabama fans are disgusted with their season. <laughs> right. That, that would be Illinois' best season in my lifetime. Yeah. So it's all about perception and what you expect of your program. Mm -hmm. But uh, I understand why. Uh, he didn't play. I mean, if you look at uh, the other quarterback, didn't play either. Drake May, he didn't play. Most of those guys don't play. But, Is it uh, just a game? It, 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 it's just a meaningless bowl game because they were seven and five. It wasn't for. It wasn't for anything. And, and then that risk of injury versus the reward of being the first overall, second overall pick. I mean, you know, I, I love sports as much as anyone. I wouldn't have played. That's that's too much money. You're you're looking at losing right there. All right, fair enough. So, but I wanted to go back to, you know, obviously his arm strength. Anybody, Stevie Wonder can see his arm strength. That's not that's not an issue there. Everyone can see in his, his off offline, going left, right, moving around, and he he can do all that type of stuff. Fantastic. But how well does he throw in the pocket? No, that's a good question. And so in his, uh, in his, what, uh, six, one listed is in, in, the in the program, six, one, maybe six foot. I'm not sure, but if he's listed at six, one, then we know he's six foot. If he's listed at six foot, he's five eleven. That's just how that works. <laughs> I still haven't reached my sophomore year basketball height that I'm listed in the program. True. It's, it's just, so he's probably, we'll give him six foot and a quarter. All right, we'll do that because you know if he's six one, he's just not going to be really six one. That's not how they do that stuff. Mm -hmm. So then you go and you look at history, and you look at quarterbacks that size that have won the Super Bowl. Okay, there's not a single first round pick that's ever done that, unless you go back. And I'm not even sure when Len Dawson and uh, Johnny Unitas were picked. Okay, we're we're talking the first five Super Bowls here. I don't think we need to go back that far. I think the game's changed an awful lot since then. So if you go all the way back to say, uh, we'll go Super Bowl 15 with Jim Plunkett. There's two quarterbacks, six foot and less, that have won the Super Bowl. Do you know who those two are? Uh, Drew Brees. That's the out. And S Steve Young? No. <clears throat> Russell Wilson. Ah, right, yes. Neither one of those guys were a first-round pick. Hmm. Only one of those guys won the Super Bowl with the team that drafted him. So how can a guy with that stature, granted he has a much stronger arm than Drew Brees, but he's also not as accurate as Drew Brees. So, 
So how could somebody with that stature be considered a can't-miss generational talent when 35 years will tell you otherwise? Wow. that's You make a great point. And you know what? I think it, it, it comes from watching Patrick Mahomes, right? Because we're seeing those plays. And by the way, I'm not going to sit here and say I've watched a complete game. You know I haven't. Oh. I've only seen highlights, and that's all that they are. I've, I've admitted that. I, I've, I've tried to watch a game, but he didn't play in that bowl game. And that arm will wow you, too. There's no right. doubt. That arm will wow you. But I, there's no doubt that there's going to be yeah. plays watching the entire game where I'm going to go, that was a shitty pass. Oh, he didn't throw that very well from the pocket, right? But we're, 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 we're all in this uh all of our eyes have been trained to this style of greatness that Patrick Mahomes is which is entirely different than any other quarterback before him and so people are just i think pointing out those things about him that are similar that he can do because and he can he definitely has those but it's just in a smaller body right you know what 3 inches and 25 pounds maybe yeah yeah, so I, I, you make a great point, and I, I was, I was, a couple weeks ago, I was all on the, you know, we we have the first, we've been gift horsed, you know, this pick, two years in a row. Well, the second year was a gift horse, and to me, you know, I've always wanted the Bears to be in the in the position, with have the first pick in the draft with the number one like can't miss prospect coming out right and i kind of gave up on that after the shane waldron hire because there, to me that entirely meant that that they're going all in on justin and they're going to they're going to put the talent around him and get a coaching staff that can continue to build him up and i think that's what they did in this coaching staff so i gave up on the yeah. on the waldron or on the on the caleb williams idea anyway and you're half right. He he may be the number one quarterback in the draft. He may be, but he's not the number one player. The number one player in this draft is Marvin Harrison Jr., and everyone knows it. I don't. I know the quarterback position is way more valuable. Of course it is. There, there's no one ever going to question that. Marvin Harrison Jr. is damn near a perfect prospect, though. Mm-hmm. And you look at what Justin Fields, sure, he's got numbers. This is his numbers, and these are his numbers. But then you look at his numbers when he throws the Comet. And then you look at his numbers when he throws the Moore. What if you get a guy better than both of them? Then if he's got three guys that it's a 120 rating and a 130 rating and a 90 rating, well, isn't his rating going to be in the hundreds? How could it not be? What's he going to throw 97 balls to the backup tight end? Yeah. I mean, so I don't. And then if you look at it, so what? People keep talking financially Justin Fields, which they're all wrong, including all the experts and all these guys that go on all these. They're all wrong, and it drives me crazy. He's, what, $6.2 or $6.8 million next year, right? Something something like that. Good and then, if, yeah. Yeah. I think and then he, if you – go ahead. Is he, is, is he that much? Let me, let me look that up because I think – may, It may not even be. I think it's something like that, though. Because I thought it was like it was mo- it was more than that, and that goes to like fifteen the final year. 
I'm not sure. I thought it was if if they guarantee the fifth year option, I thought that was twenty two million. But yeah. I could be wrong. You see different numbers in different places. I'm the uh, a cap guy. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Six million. <clears throat> so if it so just say it is the high, which I think it is the six million next year, and then the twenty two million the year after that you got you have to guarantee. That's only twenty eight million dollars on a two year deal for a quarterback in the NFL. That's that's peanuts. That's I nothing. I read somewhere though that I think his if he if they sign the fifth year option that would be somewhere around fifteen million. So then it's even less than that. I heard it was twenty two. So so we'll say it's fifteen. So then that's fifteen and six. That's twenty one. That's twenty one million guaranteed over two years. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is going to get forty five million guaranteed for next year. Right. That's a great point. So, I don't understand how the money is in the reset the clock is a thing. What does it cost you to go get an average receiver like Christian Kirk? A hundred million? If they got him a Marvin Harrison Jr., though. Which doesn't cost you anything, really, other than the pick. To your point, yes. Now you're adding him that other high, you know, um, value receiver that's like you were talking about with Moore and Komet. Like, there's no doubt he would succeed with, if you add Marvin Harrison Jr. to that. To that yeah, that's – so then now now your second best receiver eventually – or I'm sorry, defensive defensive back is no longer on it's, – it's, it's now on DJ Moore. Your, your top guys are going to be switched over to Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't know many second corners that can guard DJ Moore. I don't know any actually. Yeah. So what are they going to do? And then, so you're going to have to double one of those guys. Then what are you going to do with, with Komet? I almost called him Frank again. That's how old <laughs> I am. I remember his dad. Um, <laughs> what, what are you going to do? Like, that's a problem. We kind of talked about that. Didn't we? If they can trade, they can swap picks with Washington and then get Washington's first pick next year her first round pick next year get our second round pick back from the montez sweat trade oh. basically it's like montez sweat and swapped picks to get their first round pick next year and then we get our we can and get you, there's a shot too you could trade back one more time one more time who wants that other quarterback besides besides williams who wants that second quarterback at two if say the patriots want him you could trade back one more spot again. Now you're not going to get what you got to get the number one pick, but you might get a second rounder back. And yet you still get your guy collected two more second rounders and another first rounder, which is going to be from one of the five worst teams in the NFL next year. Well, what was the Trubisky trade? That was, that was three to two. And that was of what it, it was the two seconds. A two, a second and a third, something like that. Yeah. So you're going to get something like that. So we can get a second this year, maybe a third this year, and a second next year or something? Because we only have six picks yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, that's that's what's kind of nice is they're getting to the point where they don't need 10, 11 picks to fill out the roster anymore. They Now, now <clears throat> they had quantity. Now they need quality. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, say, say you just want to go crazy here. You could double dip at nine. Go and take another one of those receivers if he's there. Go take Brock Bowers. Yeah. 
you know, or, or you go and take one of the two elite pass rushers. And guess what? If those guys are all gone, by numbers, one of those elite left tackles have to be there. So you go and get your young quarterback, because what is he, 24, 25 years old? I'm almost 50. That's pretty young to me. So you go and get a premier left tackle to add to your premier right tackle to add to your premier receiving core. You find out if Fields is the guy. If he's not, you got them two first-round picks coming next year. You got, which would be then maybe two, possibly three second-round picks coming next year. You've got all the ammunition in the world to trade up. And if you eat the Justin Fields deal or you trade him, what are you talking, $15 million? Hmm. Who cares? You, you yeah. still got all that talent. You're still under the cap, big time under the cap, probably top 10 under the cap. And you, keep going. Yeah. So, you know, and then you take a shot at that quarterback the next year because if you give Justin Fields all that, including an offensive coordinator who's proven to turn around a career of, of a quarterback before, then you know he's not the guy. And then you know next year, um, if Justin Fields ends up being the same player, it doesn't look like he's going to you know, take another step forward, even with the, the added talent around him. That fifth-year option is still, it's still valuable in a trade to another team. Because it's been signed, they have they now have for one more year at that price to decide. Yeah, might be a fourth or fifth, <laughs> maybe, depending how bad he is. <laughs> but I don't think he'll be bad. Mm. I think I it needs to be, he needs to be simplified with more talent. Now, there's also the argument is you want that elite quarterback, and so he's a multiplier, and he makes everyone else around you better. But, but if you add him, if you're giving him Marvin Harrison Jr. Forget about it. That's what and, I think. Rock Bowers. Yeah, yeah, both of those guys, and then you can run two tight end, two receiver. <sighs> or what, what if you just say, forget it? I'll give you Harrison and a Dunze, or I think that's his name, the guy out of Washington, mm -hmm. who's pretty much a big DJ Moore. Mm -hmm. It's essentially I've heard that comparison too from someone else before. I've heard that a lot from a lot of different people. So. Or, or you get the left tackle there. And then who knows what maybe. Maybe you get a fourth rounder for Braxton Jones or you just keep him on the last year of his deal as your swing tackle. And then you've got a, a, elite elite bookends to go with elite receivers, to go with good – I mean, you, there's and a lot of avenues you can go at it rather than, than guarantee that a six-foot quarterback is the next greatest thing in the history of football. Well because it's it's happened so many times before. <laughs> well said. You know, Jim Pocket so, is the only quarterback that solved that riddle as well. That somebody Cornelius Squalls got it right in chat one day. Because I asked the question to so many people seen that name before. I asked the I asked the question to so many so many people in chat, many different chats. Name one quarterback that was traded because everyone was saying if Justin Fields um, gets if he, if he did get traded, he became a superstar on another team. And I, I asked uh, if he did get traded, 
and became a superstar on another team. Name me a quarterback who was drafted in the first round, uh, didn't you know live up to the expectations on that team, was traded to another team, and became a superstar. And the only the only answer anyone could come up with was Jim Plunkett. That was Cornelius. I think that was as close as it, it as it as it gets. Would Steve Young qualify? He wasn't a first round pick. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought he was. Well, maybe he was. Yeah, I don't know. He might have been the last pick in the first round, actually. Because I know he was a, a USFL, I believe. I right? Wasn't that the U U USFL times? Yeah. That's the only one that came to my mind, and I think Brad Johnson was, what, a fourth-round pick? Who was? Brad Johnson. I think he was, what, a fourth-round pick, something like that? Because yeah. he won it. He, he won it. Oh, he was a uh, Steve Young was the first pick in the supplemental draft. Does that count though? I don't know. I, I don't know, like like legally, statistically through the NFL, if that counts or not. I said that's an interesting question. Maybe one yeah. of your your chat guys or one of your uh, one of your producers or whatever can help you out with that one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I think that we already had this conversation last week, and they they clarified that it did. But to me, it does. I don't know. It's not. It's yeah, not I don't know if it does or not. Yeah, but it's rare. Either way, it's rare. That's yeah. that's for sure. It's rare. Yeah. And then you think about okay, those two quarterbacks that I listed to you, Drew Brees, and Russell Wilson, that have done that have won the the title, which is the goal. Guys, that size, right? One of them has one of the what four five name defenses in the history of the NFL behind them? I mean, how many defenses, Monsters of the Midway, Legion of Boom, Steel, Steel Curtain, how many can you name, right? There's only a handful of those guys. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, if the Buccaneers had a name for their defense or not. I just call it Buck You Up. That was a Buccaneers defense. <laughs> yeah. But um, And then you look at Drew Brees. Sure, he got it done with a Hall of Fame coach and probably the most accurate quarterback ever. And a pretty nasty defensive coordinator. Yeah, and and, and team all together. So, and like I said, that doesn't mean anything that Williams can't be that guy. But it means that it can't be a foregone conclusion, 100%, no doubt, no way that he is. Mm-hmm. Because that's what history tells you. And what was it? His great seven and five junior season that led you to believe he's such a great winner? I, I also question someone in his position. Um, just he seems a little cocky, right? He seems a little full of himself, right? Am I wrong? Yo, know, he is. He's got okay. a little, uh, a little, uh, what's that guy? Baker Mayfield to him. Okay. So, He's also the first quarterback to have made as much money as he's made in college. So that's got to be you're now you're now dealing with a new rare it's different. Breed. Yeah, it's different now. Because any any player that's the top in their at their you know in, in college and is making millions of dollars in college is is now you 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 probably don't know this, but you you might. This signifies what you're talking about more than anything we could possibly ever say. 
Okay, you know, obviously, everyone in the world knows who Deion Primetime Sanders is, right? Of course. His his kids are in college, right? Mm-hmm. They bought him a home. <laughs> what could signify what you're saying more than that? <laughs> exactly. They literally bought him a home. Man. No joke. No joke. It's, it's nice, too. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> but yeah, that that totally quantifies what I'm saying. So Yeah, exactly. That, nothing nothing more needs to be said on that right there. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be it's you're going to be getting different kinds of players coming into college and I, I think it's going to set them up for failure to be honest. Left driven. Yes. If you want, if you already got the bag, you're not driven to get the bag. Yep. <laughs> Unless you're just spending the bag too quickly and you need more bag. And that's really. <laughs> no, and actually, from what I know about, like, well, of course, it's only through the media. I don't know anyone that knows Caleb Williams or anything, but it's just through the media and, and, and things like that, that he's actually a really good kid. And he doesn't like party, and he doesn't go out, and he doesn't need all kinds of things. All he wants to do is win. That's that's what I've heard of him. Good. That's what that's so, what I want to hear. And you know, if the Bears draft him, I'll get behind him, and, and, and I'll be excited for, for the for the chance. But we're looking at a unicorn. If it is, yeah, it's not. It's not your normal. It's not your, your your Peyton Manning. It's not your you know your Eli Manning. It's not your Ben Roethlisberger size. Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, fuck even Nick Foles size guys. It's Brad Johnson. It's just it's not your typical guys that win you Super Bowls. Yeah, I, I've kicked the can down the road, but I just the obvious thing to do here is to get Justin some more talent and to trade that pick. To get more talent and more talent and more picks for the future, more picks for this year, more picks for next year. And you get another first that's like insurance. Yeah. Because oh, Washington yeah. is going to be bad. I don't care. Tom Brady could come out of retirement and be their quarterback. They're not, they're not a good football team. You, you don't spend $800 billion on your defensive line and ignore everything else and think you're going to be a good football team. It does. Right. So then you're going to have to give away pennies on the dollar and a team like the Bears and Poles could come in and steal your best defensive lineman for nothing. For pick 40 for a guy like that? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyone else want to give me a great player for pick 40? I'll take it. Guy fucking leads two different teams in sacks and we get him for pick 40. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> come on. That's that makes up for any for any uh bad move that polls may have done. That that makes up for it right there. Yeah, and if he gets to pick back, even better. Yeah. <laughs> and and then he still gets his guy and another pick. Yeah. Cause there, there would have to be one more pick involved in that, right? It's not just two in next year's one. It'd be next well, it, year's could, one. it could be a player. Yeah. That's the that's the difference. Washington could decide. Well, we're not going to be good this first year. We're, we'll go ahead and give you a player to, instead. And they've got guys. I mean, I doubt they would be as dumb as 
Carolina and, and draft a really stud quarterback and then trade away their best receiver. But if they want to give us Terry McLaurin, okay. Mm-hmm. Works for me. You want to throw him in the mix, and then you got McLaurin, DJ Moore, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Guard that. Go ahead. Guard that. What about uh, um, the defensive lineman that they just signed that we wanted to get last year? What's, I forget his name. So uh, the big boy out of Alabama. Uh, what's his name? The guy, the guy that, that we wanted to sign last year, free agent, they signed him. We were like, what? Yeah, he's the big boy out of uh, Alabama, I believe. I can't think of his name right now. You got me on that one. All I have is Montez sweat in my head. Yeah, although then there was Chase Young, who's now on the 49ers. But uh, is it Payne? Duran Payne, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? Or, or the other guy. There's another one in there, too, that they paid. There's another DT they got. That's what I'm saying. They paid the entire defensive line. And then they wondered why they couldn't do anything on offense. Right. And then while you're at it, why don't you maybe let go or trade one of the best left tackles that have ever played the game and then wonder why your quarterback can't stay upright too while you're at it. (laughs) 49ers will take Trent off your hands anytime. My God. No kidding. Second best player in the Super Bowl is Trent Trent Williams. Yeah. Behind Mahomes. God, he's a stud. Yeah, he's a god. <laughs> there are certain guys that are just that. And he's just that, man. It's good for him. At least he's got to sound like Kermit the Frog. At least he doesn't get to be as cool as Michael Jordan. <laughs> so at least there's some fairness in that, you know? Michael yeah. Jordan just wasn't fair to the rest of the world. It's kind of a prick move. <laughs> yeah, he was just... He was just too cool. Yeah, there's there's no reason for all that. That's why I couldn't like him as a kid. There's no one that deserves to be that cool. He couldn't dance. Yeah, you know, but I didn't find that out till later. Oh, you didn't see the the, so, the Michael you know, I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan now. You know that, right? Like for years now. I love Michael Jordan, the retired Michael Jordan. Yeah, love that guy. Yeah, I know. You never liked him growing up because he was too cool. <laughs> at least you know Shaq's goofy and talks weird yeah you know, Jordan somehow would make taking a shit look cool <laughs> yeah he would have <laughs> believe me at the same time that I wasn't a fan of him I, I guess I wasn't away because I watched his games yeah I mean I know what he can do best player that's ever lived I mean as far as I'm concerned how could you not watch his games when they were all yeah. on TV growing up? Uh, and you know, I'm a college college guy, not an NBA guy. But back then, that was that was when NBA was awesome. Oh yeah, that's that part hurt. of it. Was college was better then because people stayed three, four years, and when they got to the NBA, they knew how to play basketball. Michael Jordan, the, the, that was it. Uh, you know, once once he retired, basketball retired for me. There was nothing better to watch. It, he was the best of the best. Yeah, you missed out on Kobe, though. Kobe was a beast. Yeah, but I didn't. I mean, I watched Kobe, but I couldn't watch the games like because I didn't live in L.A. So you only get whatever game you get. Whereas with Jordan, we got to watch every single game, you know? You know, I, I, I would battle anyone 
that birth to age 25, like in their respective lifespans, Kobe Bryant was a better basketball player than Michael Jordan. 17-year-old Kobe Bryant destroys 17-year-old Michael Jordan. The difference was is when the Pistons beat the shit out of Michael Jordan, that's when he became what we all know as Michael Jordan. When he got big and strong and a and, and little bit mean, that's when he became a killer. 17-year-old Caleb or uh Kobe Bryant was only as good as he was because of Michael Jordan. Like without Michael Jordan, without Michael Jordan, there is no Kobe Bryant. I don't, I don't think. I mean, he uh, or, or maybe he's the first then because his dad was pretty nasty too. Kobe's dad. Yeah. He was a baller. In the NBA. Yeah. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. I know he's a, he was a big time baller. I'm pretty sure he was in the NBA. That was before you know our my time. But no, the talent was always there, and Kobe's—he's uh, got the mentality. Like, like I tell you, like uh, Marv, I hear Marvin Harrison has. He doesn't want to beat you; he wants to destroy you. Mm-hmm. That's 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 why Kobe's the closest thing to to Michael Jordan I've ever seen. They oh, have the sure. same mentality. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. and he didn't get that mentality because of Michael Jordan. You're either born with that or not. You right. can't make that. You can't make that. But he clearly emulated his game yeah. after. If you even try to oh, talk, oh, absolutely, yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he admits that, sure, hundred percent, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can't blame him. If you can be like Mike, everyone wanted to be like Mike. He, he could. I wanted to be like Mike, except for I don't know. I really could jump. So other than that, it kind of, kind of killed my chances of being like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you had the. The, the wicked Bob Ward head fake. Oh yeah, I could do the BW yeah, head fakes, and I can. I had all your moves and the, your jump shots and your passes, and a little yeah. bit nasty attitude. I could give you a little bit of a nasty attitude on the court, but jumping in high in the air—that that wasn't for me. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't my strength. <laughs> so Swanee could jump a little bit. You could jump a little bit. And uh, number fourteen could jump a little bit, but that was about it. Yeah, I, I I couldn't palm the ball. That's why I couldn't dunk it. Because by the time I got up to up there, I I would lose it. Swanee could palm yeah. it. Yeah, Eddie was game was six three and lengthy too. Yeah, Swanee yeah. he was six four. I thought. But he was a little shorter than me. I think he was six three and a half. I think I got Swanee by like quarter inch, half inch. Saying was meaning that we all we all have shrunk. <laughs> we have shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Swanee's in a wheelchair and still in better shape than the rest of us. So yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> that guy's awesome, man. Yeah, he is. So, <clears throat> what else you got for me here, man? How are you feeling about uh, just? <laughs> well, if you're thinking about direction of the Bears talk, yeah, that defense is close. Yeah. And, you know, if I had my preference, you know, I'm a 3-4 guy. But you can win with a good 4-3, too. And I really like how Eberflus is keeping play calling. 
And he seemed to be more of an attacking 4-3 than a sit-back cover two towards the end of last year. I mean, I don't know what all the numbers say, but that's what it looked like to me. Mm-hmm. They looked to be a little bit more attacking. Mm-hmm. And so if you add, say, an elite pass rusher at pick nine that you can put on the other side, Mm-hmm. And those young defensive tackles who have all the talent you could ask for, they usually get better year one to year two. <clears throat> yes. And then you got your run stuffer in there. So that defensive front seven is more than solid. They're probably going to bring back Johnson on a on a franchise tag. But there is three, four corners that the Bears really like. Actually, the Bears have three, four corners that I really like. I, I, that was the one thing we noticed in the draft last year was that when they were going through the highlights, there was every highlight had a cornerback blitz from the cornerbacks that they were drafting. A lot of players, like in this, even like the safeties and stuff. And we, and we saw that a lot last year with this defense. They, they ran some cornerback blitzes, some safety blitzes. So the, the, oh, yep. the, that's the guys that they're looking for. And those are the I love the picks that they got last year, Stevenson and uh, Smith. Well, Smith, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and my favorite type of defenders are those that are looking to get paid. Yeah, those are the guys that come ready to play. Yeah, especially especially getting that that second contract that everybody that everybody covets. That's yeah. God. Remember Eddie Jackson that year? Oh, I love that Eddie Jackson. Oh God, yeah. This Eddie Jackson can go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah. He makes business decisions out there. He yeah. needs to go somewhere else next year. Yeah. <laughs> get, a, get, a, get a hungry kid in here. Yeah. That's what I like. Speaking of hungry kids, Gordon and Britsker are going to be hungry next year. Oh, man. And they're going to want to eat. Are they ever? You know who else is going to want to eat next year? It's a different side of the ball, but Braxton Jones? Yeah. Oh, a left tackle going into a money year. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing I like. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of that going on. And then there's offensive. You know, I, yes, we, we, we both wanted Harbaugh. I probably shouldn't even bring that up to you right now because you're probably going to throw your hat and go off. But we both wanted Harbaugh. I know that. But since we don't have him, at least the very least, we've got a little continuity. Just a little. So, in Eberflus, I don't like him as a head coach. I don't know how anyone actually could. But if anyone doesn't like him as a defensive coordinator, then they're just they're not being honest. They're they're not really evaluating an honest football game. Yeah. So he's a good play caller. He's a good defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. But boy, would I have uh, liked the Jimmy Harbaugh in here, huh? <sighs> I did. I did. I'm kicking that fire right now. You see that? It's smothering underneath you. I'm moving the ashes around a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what's he going to do for Herbert? And look what he did for Kaepernick, for fuck's sake. Rich Gannon. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> come on. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick. Like, come. Imagine what he would have done with Justin Fields with what he got out of Colin Kaepernick. Justin Fields is 10 times better than Colin Kaepernick. And what's it? And yet, and yet very, very, very similar at the same time. 
Yeah. I mean, you talk about a comp for Justin Fields or Kaepernick. They're very, other than Justin Fields is a good person, they're very similar. Justin Fields is a hell of a lot better passer, too. Yeah. Doesn't pretend to come from a tough, tough upbringing. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah he's gonna get what what is gonna get out i just of offended like a hundred people watching this right now by the way oh, sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> but no what what harbaugh is gonna get out of herbert is gonna be it's gonna be sick it's gonna be i'm gonna be jealous you know what i like about it though and i know that's what you like about it there's only one time it affects us. Super Bowl. Yeah. But unfortunately, in 1998, you and I said that same thing to us about a certain player. When the Colts drafted Peyton Manning, right? Oh, yeah. And then unfortunately, what was it, 2005? That son of a bitch. Yeah. Six. Six, okay, yeah. 2000, yeah, was it 2005, whatever season, or what, no, why, why do I have that wrong? Is it the 06 07 season or the 05 06 season? 06 07. Okay, so I'm a year back. Okay, 05 was the playoffs with the Steve Smith destruction. Oh, yeah, where I became a fan, unfortunately, of Steve Smith. Yeah, I did. I didn't want to, yeah, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I, I respect dominance. Yeah, that was like, dominance. That, that went. And not only that, he dominated a perhaps Hall of Fame player, too. Yeah, he did. And, he, and granted, he wasn't, as we know, as the peanut punch, peanut Tillman yet. But who knows, maybe Steve Smith beating his ass that day was part of what made him become peanut Tillman. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I left that game wanting to be Steve Smith's friend. Yeah, not me. No, no, you left the game wanting to beat Steve Smith up, but knowing yeah. damn well you couldn't. Oh no, no. Yeah, I, 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 was, I, I hated worried. it, but I respected it like, like no other. I was worried that was just going to continue, that we were that we were figured out on defense. Ah, uh, you know? but thank God uh, the 2016 pulled it together. Yeah, that. To duplicate the toughness of a of a Steve Smith at wide receiver, it's that's a very very short list. Yeah, it is. You know, he's hanging out with Heinz Ward. Yeah, there's not there's not many of those guys. Yeah, like about you know five nine guys, and the last thing in the world you'd want to do is fight them. Oh yeah, that's Steve Smith. (laughs) That's like that's like a Tommy Noda kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> this is the guy you don't really want to fight. Exactly. So yeah, Harbaugh is. Um, Speaking of Noda, you heard any, anything new about his his boy? Is no. He, he, no. Okay. No. Yeah, because he well he's the starter for the A's, but. Yeah, that's the last I heard. How many years so, do you have left? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I know. I know that he's young and he's athletic. So hopefully, a lot. Dude, he had some nice plays. Uh, uh, just a couple of highlights I showed on the show when when they were on. He had the just he was he was running like he was catching the ball like a receiver and just the ball just landed in his glove. 
Oh yeah, there's an there's a lot of plus to his game. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, he's a plus base runner. He's plus plus power probably. Yeah. I'm not sure what he what he would grade on that, but I, I pretty damn high on my on my board. Yeah, so, he jumped up and like threw the ball between his legs to get into first base. He takes he takes pitches. You know, he's got it seems like he's got a good eye at the plate. So. Yeah. Yeah, when the Cubs were looking at the at like the playoff push to to maybe add a add a first baseman guy or whatever, that was one of the guys I was hoping they'd grab. We're talking and about Ryan, be, we're talking about yeah. Ryan Noda, by the way, uh, who is yeah. the son of um, a high school friend of ours, uh, Tommy Noda, who was on the show. We did a reunion show. I don't know at some point earlier, I think before the season started, uh, Tommy was on there with us. Yeah, his son is a pretty good baseball. He's a, he's the starting. He was he he became the starting first baseman for the Oakland Athletics this season. So go ahead, finish. Yeah, but yeah, I was hoping when, when they were looking at guys to add, I thought he would he would have been a perfect add. Hell, I still think they could use him. To tell you the truth, he's a Sox fan though. Oh, you know what though. Tommy's a dad first. I mean, I don't, I don't know Tommy too much anymore, <laughs> but, but I know he's a dad. <laughs> yeah. And in the, in the day that uh, his kid was a starting first baseman for the Cubs, you'd probably see a Cubs hat on his head. Probably. <laughs> I'm not sure on that, but. I think he said it with his own mouth that he would become a Cubs fan. So. Yeah, that's that's his boy. So that's that that separates anything sports. Sure. How awesome would it be to play for the Cubs? I mean, no matter what fan of a team you are i had two dreams in my life play for the cubs and play basketball for illinois mm. wasn't good enough for either of them yeah but still were my dreams yeah at least i got to walk on the on the bears field never got to play for him but standing on the field was fun yeah that had to be pretty cool because even when i had the 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 press passes in the 90s that was uh that was the, the turf field, the Astro turf field. This was grass this time. Really nice grass. Speaking of field, that's interesting. You bring that up. If, if you had to predict or guess, where are they building the next stadium? Unless that Chicago loop stuff is a bunch of smoke, they almost seem pretty serious about that. What's that? Isn't there some lakefront Chicago? Uh, you know, I don't know the city very well, but I heard there was some type of lakefront type of a type of a deal that they got in in the works with Chicago to build a stadium. I think it's right next to Sol the current Soldier Field. All right, is, is it called the Loop or something like that? I thought it was over by the the old McCormick place or whatever. Okay, so yeah, I don't know the city at all, so I. It's like south on the same campus, I think. Okay. Is, I, I'm is, not sure. is there enough room there to, to like make something where they could attract like say Super Bowl, Final Four, where it could be a moneymaker for the Bears, or would where are they talking it's gonna be owned by the park district again? That's exactly the question. Oh, okay. To the Bears. Let's see. Bears backing out of Arlington Heights. No, that's not. I can't be true. I mean, they already own the property, so I would think I, I, they'd be going there. But 
there's something that I mean, I, I'm not great with the taxes, but I, I read that there's something about they want tax, unbelievable taxes before it's built, and that's the problem right now. Yeah, Arlington Heights, they were paying the Arlington uh, race course. They were paying like, I don't I don't quote me. Um, it's let's just say something around like 300, 400,000, three, three to 400,000, something like that a year in property taxes or less. And then once the bears bought it and then they actually are working on tearing things down they wanted like two, they wanted to raise the taxes to like 2 million because they wanted to, I guess a, a lot of it has to do with the school board voting and stuff. So I, again, don't quote me on it, but I heard some stuff like that. And so they, that's what caused them to back out was because, you know, if you're going to make the starting point, 2 million on a barren lot before everything's even put up, you know, and re hey, you know how that, that Dan, the other Dan, I can't think of his last name right now. What's his last name? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dan Aguirre. You know, he's pretty good with history. Like, that guy impresses me with his history and knowing dates and scores and all that stuff. Like, damn, dude, that's pretty, that's pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. You, you got a guy that knows that like executive shit, like, you know, what's going on with the, with the building and, and all that, the, the zoning and the taxes, you got a guy, maybe you could get on that could help us all with that. Mm -hmm. Um, what about the pod father or whatever you guys call him? No, Aldo. Aldo, Aldo might know someone. Glenn, Glenn Morgan might know. We were trying to get Glenn Morgan from NBC Sports back on. Um, but he he his third he does everything on Thursdays when our show is on Thursdays. So we might have to move mm -hmm. that around to get him on. But he really wants to come back on as well. So um, I'm searching for that information and I just really can't. You know who might? Lester Wolfong's a pretty smart guy. He might know all that stuff. Yeah, Lester probably would know. Yeah. But um Yeah, if if they're if they're I know it was something like 2 million that they wanted to throw at him for taxes on barren land. So once everything is built, imagine what yeah, that, that makes sense that. when it's built, sure, yeah. Right. So that's what caused him to back out. So uh -huh. I, I I wish I knew what the new proposal was in Chicago. Because I just think uh, long term, they're better in the suburbs. I think with everything they could build there with hotels and dude, and I, I'm I'm partial to that because when I come home, all my family is up in the northwest suburbs. So yeah. I literally get on a train from any one of three locations that i would stay at and take the train right to that location right to arlington park and so i, I mean that's me being selfish to it but i've always taken a train to the bears games anyway and i usually would get off at union or pingree or not pingree or whatever the other one is in chicago pingree is the one that i get on it but then i would walk all the way to the stadium or take a car then you're paying for that. So mm -hmm. it's a lot easier for people to to take the train right to Arlington Park. And all the amenities that would be there, I, I think would be, because we stopped and got off and looked at it. 
and looked at the whole expansion of what they could do over there. And it was just mind boggling. So to me, that's it's the obvious answer. They just need to get the, the tax thing figured out. And, and then you're out of the Chicago politics, too. Yeah. You know, and they could try to bring another team to Chicago. The Bears are the Bears. Good luck. Go ahead. But the Bears are the Bears. So <laughs> about the Everybody... only that I would that I could see that would actually do something as far as a fan base in Chicago would be, it would be if they brought back the Cardinals and let them play in Soldier Field. <laughs> because yeah. at least it started here. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be, it could be like something like that, but I don't think Arizona's letting them go anytime soon. No. Or, so you're not just going to create a new team out of nowhere and put them in Soldier Field. And, and people then, are it's going to be Dick Buckus and in, in the in the guy's history and Walter Payton and the, you know it's come on it's the Bears it's the Bears are the Bears there's you can't still fuck with the Bears, right? But I mean, just, and I hate to say it, but you don't fuck with the Packers either. But isn't moving yeah. isn't moving them to Arlington Heights fucking with them? Shouldn't no, they stay in Chicago? Because it's better. Because where they're at now it isn't up to par of what they are as an organization. Just like old Hallis Hall wasn't up to par to what they are as a charter franchise and as the Chicago Bears. They're, they're a brand name. They're the fucking Bears. Mm -hmm. We're not talking the Cincinnati Bengals or the Jacksonville Jaguars here. Mm -hmm. The Bears should be like the goddamn Cowboys. They, they, they should be known, you know, the... the like them or not, the Raiders. They're, that's a name. That's a brand. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you almost think just even saying the Raiders that someone's about to get beat up in the stands. <laughs> right. I mean, that's just they're a brand name of they're ready to fight. Right. And their teams are ready to fight. I mean, that's just, there's a toughness. The Bears have that too, except for they just, they don't win. That's the only problem with that. Yeah, and now, now we're being we're becoming more known for our fan base than we are for our team. You know, you know what changes that? I mean, look, look at Detroit. Was well, two seasons changed that? Yeah. Now, when people talk about Detroit, you'd act like they've made six straight NFC Championship games. <laughs> I saw I saw a tweet by uh, David Montgomery saying, "I love Detroit." Like, of course you do, dude. If if the Bears had been doing what you guys, what they just did up there, and you were a part of the team that drafted you, and we, you know you would say the same thing if you were going through the same experience in Chicago. Yeah, in a in a starving, thirsty fan base. Yeah, I mean, my sister in law, she's she's never even seen anything like it. And she's so excited. She's been a Detroit fan her whole life. She's in her mid thirties. She's happy as could be. Yeah. And and I would think any Detroit fan after the initial disappointment should be happy as they could possibly be with their team and their organization and, and how they got to keep that offensive coordinator. That's the, probably the best free agent signing of the offseason. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that they didn't leave them, it's not really a signing, but the fact that they didn't lose them. Mm -hmm. uh, how Washington fucked that up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like somehow they're going to blame Dan Schneider for that too, and he's not even there. There's something to be said, though, for, you know, um, also what Bobby Slowick stayed to. You're starting to see that more because th I think there's something to be said for. The right situation. Exactly. Because if you just if oh, now you're the hot commodity and you go to a team that what 
doesn't have a quarterback. All everyone that's getting plucked from a team going to another team as a head coach left said team because of success because of a quarterback. So they, no, no. They, they don't have a quarterback, they fail. Now you lose your position. You could have just stayed there and possibly won a Super Bowl with the team you were with, or at least been in the playoffs year after year. And if you're playing some some deep checkers here. If you're the Bears, you, you just got some deep checkers in the back of your mind. You're really smart. Okay, here's your extra chance, Eberflus. Here's your year, and and, and here's your year two uh, fields. And we're going to get that extra second, uh, first-round pick and another second-round pick. So we're going to go into the following year loaded with draft picks. And you're the guy or you're not. And if you're not the guy, then we got Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick that we're going to hire. Mm. They're both out there. Mm. Boom. There's your guys. So if you're thinking deep, you know, okay, if this doesn't work out, that oh, could, be. could be, but I like those oh, other two right. guys better. Okay. I really like what the Eagles did and with their coaches in the offseason. I, I don't know how they did that. What they do? They, they, they got Kellen Moore as their new offensive coordinator. Mm. And then our favorite defensive coordinator in the league is now their defensive coordinator. Yeah, they got Vic. How, wait, how? Wait, what? How? Yeah. What is I, didn't one see, I, I, I didn't see the details, but yeah, that's their coordinators now. Kellen Moore and Vic Fangio. Uh, Are you kidding me? Wait a second. How did how did they get Vic Fangio from the Dolphins? I don't know. Maybe he was a free agent. Oh, he signed a one year deal. I don't like, I don't know. Like maybe there was an out. All I know is that if you go ahead and look up the Eagles coaching staff, those are their coordinators. What? Let's talk about superstar. Is there a chance that their, their uh, coordinators are better than their head coach? <laughs> what? What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong, am I? You are not wrong. He should have never. He should have never even left in the first place. He should still be our defensive coordinator. He wanted to try the head coaching job. Oh, come on, we all know what he is. I brought him right back. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a boss defensive coordinator. That's what he is. How did that? In the hell did they get him from? He that's you don't typically hear coaches signing one year deals, defensive offensive coordinators, and especially did they make the play? They made the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's not like they were. Did they let him go? I don't. I, I don't know how it happened. All I know is that it did happen, and I mean, I know how more happened because they fired the staff in San Diego. So I know how that happened, but that's if you're if you're an Eagle fan, there's no way you're not happy with that. And in Detroit, they could easily have lost both coordinators, and they kept them both. That's that's oh, unfortunate. Oh, they got they got rid of them. The Dolphins parted ways with them. Okay, that's how it happened. 
Wow, that makes no sense to me. Okay. <laughs> it's got to be uh, he wanted to hire a buddy, maybe. Yeah. Or, or switch yeah. systems. So that's my other uh, my other thought is they're going to run a 3-4 in Philly now? I mean, they have to, right? Yeah. So is, is Carter in, or is Carter going to be like that defensive tackle at the end spot? Mm. Or, or he's not he's not a nose mm. is are you so, sure he's he's not a what didn't they play well they were they played a hybrid defense in georgia right yeah well more yeah i think they did a little bit of that in philly too a little bit but i mean i guess he could be but is that where you draft a nose do you draft a nose at nine so what? I, why I bring that up is, I don't think the Bears really did really well taking that right tackle and just moving on. So do I. So do I. And and they need to go get a left tackle this year, they, a center and a left tackle, and put Tevin back to right tackle and just run yep. the fucking ball to the right all day long. Tell everyone you're doing it too. Hey, we're running a power right, and just do it. And then what are you going to do if you got to bring up safeties and you got DJ Moore and uh, and Harrison? Well, what are you going to do? Uh, play action? You're done. Yeah. I mean, you're running at seven, eight yards a clip. That's how the Packers got all these guys running wide open. Mm -hmm. This these guys are unfortunately, I there's there's a chance that, that fucking Craig Knuth looking Green Bay guy is a coach. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a shot. Uh, he he might be impressive, man. I hope not. But fuck. Who the Packers it's, coach? Yeah, it's starting to look like it. Uh, you know, for of course it was Rogers at first, but I'm just so glad that my that my that my fear didn't happen with their defensive. I mean, I knew they were going to fire that boob of a defensive coordinator. How that guy has a job blows my mind. But I was so worried that Mike Vrabel was going to be their defensive coordinator. Oh man, that would have been scary. Who'd oh, they get? Did they yeah, it's really weird. I I don't recall his name because well. I don't think he's worth recalling, but the Boston College head coach, I believe, is their new defensive coordinator. Jeff Halfley? That's it. Is that am I right? Is that Boston College? Uh, yeah. I believe that's what I read. Yeah, that's what I thought I read. <laughs> so I don't know anything any anymore about Boston College football. So I couldn't tell you if that's a good hire, bad hire, if you know it's a friendship hire. I have I have no idea. Never but I know it's not Mike Rabel. That that's nice to, that's good. Yes. And it's not Vic Fangio. That could have been really fucking upsetting. Oh man, if it was Vic Fangio, that would have been uh Yeah. Oh boy. So I mean maybe he'll be good, maybe he won't be, but he's not those two guys. Oh, I want cool. no part of those two guys getting a hold of that talent. Oh, God, no. That's there hasn't been a more disappointing unit the last two years in all of football. Any side of the ball, anywhere anywhere you chalk it up, that Packer defense. 
Yeah. Good. Good Lord, is that thing talented? Yeah. And if I know them, they're going to kick another goddamn defender in the first round too. Probably will. So, <laughs> but but it didn't matter as long as Barry was in charge. It didn't matter. What do you think about signing uh, uh, Johnson, Jalen Johnson? Not at the top of the market money. No, I think you just franchise him, and then you you see if he can actually stay healthy. The Bears are in no hurry. They're the Johnson's not in control of anything. He's not a quarterback. He's not a receiver. He's going to have to take his franchise tag and and deal with it. Mm-hmm. Or he's going to have to sign a reasonable deal where he doesn't think he's the best corner in the league. And it gives him time to still draft another cornerback to get in the wings, develop what have you. Right, which they have two two young ones already, and actually three if you count Gordon. But I think they're just really counting on him in the slot. Yeah. So I don't think we want to count him as an outside guy. But they do like Smith out there, and they do like Stevenson out there. And so they have a guy there. You get another guy in the wing, and then if if he wants still ridiculous money after his franchise year, he's he's a year older, and maybe you go ahead and then that point you 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 trade him. Oh, you let him. Oh, you let him go. But I do not give him top of the money cornerback money. I just, I don't. You give it to him for one year. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll give him that franchise, but I'm not giving him that 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 bag he wants, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, people need to go ahead and take take a little peek at the guys he picked off for his interceptions that he finally got. These are bums. <laughs> He didn't pick off a good player. He picked <laughs> off bums. And, and maybe one of them was uh, the, the guy in Detroit. I think one was from him, maybe. But that guy, that guy, we're, we're his kryptonite. Yeah. You, look at it, you look at his numbers yeah. against everybody else, and then his numbers against the Bears, and it's like, what the hell? Yeah. How do the Bears own you like this, and why hasn't the rest of the league copied exactly what the Bears do? It's like the Packers with us. <laughs> and if and if it's tr- true, what Minnesota is going to have to pay Cousins? He he wants a two year, ninety million dollar guaranteed deal. That's what everyone keeps. Uh, I keep reading that he wants, and they already can't franchise Daniel Hunter. Why don't you just go sign that guy? Oh, yeah. That's what we're I mean, talking about uh, yeah. previously. You know, you get to a point where you, you load up with the draft picks and then you go and get that one guy on defense. Yeah, that one veteran guy, that one veteran guy on offense. You know, I mean, it, you talk about a, a complete front front seven now and a whole defense, actually, but if we're just talking front seven, now, now that's a front seven that wins championships. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's that would be the obvious. Would and be and here's the thing. Does that stop you from grabbing the elite pass rusher at pick nine? It wouldn't me. No. Wouldn't stop me at all. It might make me want to do it a little bit more. Yeah. Now I got three nasties coming at you. Yeah. Now what you going to do? You're going to leave Dexter one-on-one all day? He's going to get you eventually. Yeah. So now, now, now you got a problem. 
And we know how Flus likes to rotate his players, keeping them healthy or keeping them fresh. Yep, and they've got they've. I would like one more linebacker in, into the mix. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like that. I like the starters, but just give me some a young developing guy that I can eventually say, okay, if something happens and this guy gets hurt for three or four games, that you can plug him in and you can get something from him. And not and not like you know replacement level. I want a little bit above that. Hopefully, Sewell can develop into that. Yeah, I want another guy. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, an inside guy like that. Yeah. I don't think Sewell's an inside guy. So no. then you got the outside guy, and then you got the inside guy, and then you've got the the guy out of what, Lake Zurich? Isn't that where he's from? Your buddy, Satan was Sanborn? Is that his name? You you're in love with that guy. Oh, Sanborn, yeah. Yeah, that's your guy. That guy can play inside or outside for you. You talk about versatility. That guy's a stud. So yeah, so you got that guy who gives you a little little bit of everything. Ah, you're you're set there. And then you got those three pass rushers, and you got the three defensive tackles, and then the one that's a, 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 a just a big old big old pig run stuffer. Mm-hmm. And you need you need one of those guys. So then there's your there's your front seven, and then you got your two young corners that are going into their second year, and their other young corner is going into his third year. And then you got your safety going into his third year. You get yourself another safety. Yep, that's easily. Ooh. Bear goggles nowhere near my eyes. That's a top ten defense. Yeah, you know. And if I want to put my put my bear goggles on, that's a top five defense. That was it was it was they were up there in a lot of categories this year. They were a top ten defense for sure. And they're not good. Number one against the run. I mean, I'll be. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You know how I feel about that, yeah, though. Yeah, the talent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, but my key with that is when a team wants to run against you, can you stop them? That's right. that's what I care about a run defense. Right. And that's what I care about a run offense too. Anybody can have a quarterback run for six hundred yards and look like they got a great rushing offense, but does that defense know you're running the ball on the right side on third and one, and there ain't a fucking thing they can do about it? Right. That's what I want, and that's what they have. If they'll if they'll let it play, that's what they have. On the offensive line, yes. Yeah, and they have it on the right side too. That's what they yeah. have, but they won't play it. I know. <laughs> they have to get a center and a, and a left guard. I would sign one and draft one, shorty. So would I. Is 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 the second round too high for a center in this draft? Depends who's there. Uh, I don't. I haven't gone over the centers yet too much, but if there, if there's a guy that's a, a, a top forty grade, and your offensive line is fuck a top fifty grade, and your offensive line is that close to being that good, hell yeah, go ahead, take him. It's gonna be interesting. It's interesting to see how many picks they are gonna load up on this year to try to maximize those positions that we just talked about because it's going to take and I don't want the sixth and seventh round of load ups. Fuck, fuck right. your fifth, six, seventh. I want, I want your second, third round load ups now. Right. So if they end up trading that ninth pick three times and they don't even get a first rounder out of it, they get, you know, that this year, you know, it's a first rounder next year they get, and then they get an extra second and third. That's okay. Keep adding those second and third round picks. Keep adding them up. 
So many good players come out of those rounds. I almost like those rounds over the first round. First round's a lot of hype. Second and third round's a lot of football players. Yep. And that's we're in the position. That's what we need is we just need to to add up on quality talent talent right now. This is the draft. Like like me, you and Dan Campbell. We couldn't understand what the rest of the world didn't like about Jack Campbell. <laughs> right. It was just me, you, and him. And their in their draft expert. He he knew he knew what to do. Yeah. How, how did people not like that guy, Dan? We all laughed when they drafted the running back, too. No, I didn't draft. I, I laughed at that. I still think that's a, a reach, but I didn't laugh at that linebacker. You yeah. know, I love that linebacker. Yeah, we talked about him. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, that's a that's a good football player that's athletic. He's got instincts. He's got size. He's got desire. I'll take that fucker right now. You can't deny the, the job that the Lions have done with just trading yeah. and drafting. And, and what did we want to do with Montgomery all those years? What did I say about him? You get him a back like uh, Gibbs, a third down type back, a, a, a scoop back, make him part of a committee, and he'll be and, – and that's what you want out of him. He's not a 300 carrier. That's not the type of – to me, that's not what you, you want out of your backfield anymore. No. Get, get two guys with 170 carries, and then one of them's a bruiser like Montgomery, and the other one can get you a 70-yard touchdown in a given time. Hey, you know me, man. I, I want to go – I want to start using the T formation again. So, yeah, yeah, as long as you're concerned, there'd be four running backs out there. <laughs> I mean, the league has become so driven towards the receiving, you know, passing stats and quarterbacks that what better time than to load up on two tight end sets, you know, or, uh, you know, fuck it, you, you have, you could put Komet in the backfield, you could put, um, <laughs> You're not good. You're, you're never going to give this one up, are you? Put listen. You can put Komet back there with uh, Roshan and um, Herbert, right? And then you have uh, another. No, no. Give me some speed somewhere. Okay. Well, um, it's a draft pick that we draft this year that has speed. Let's just give me some speed. Okay. Well, oh, there's, there's, there's some guys there too, but we'll, we'll talk. We'll save that for a different time. Okay, so we'll so let's say we got one of those guys with the speed. Now we got Komet. Get out of Oregon! Oh, we got, fuck. We got uh, Roshan on the on the right, and we got the Speedy back in the middle. And then, get out of Oregon! Sorry. And uh, there you go. And Justin Fields is under center now, but we still have a tight end. There's still a tight end on the line, so it's a two. It's technically a two tight end set single receiver, right? So now oh, you boy. now you can just start fucking with people and move one. Put one, put the tight end, the, the tight end in motion, take him from the strong side to the weak side. And now it makes it look like you're going to to the Komet side of the field where he's blocking. But really, you're gonna like there's so much you can do with that. You can you can you can even take Komet and put him back on the line in motion. And now you're and then move your two backs. Now you're in a two-back set. So two let me guess set. you created your T formation when you used to create playbooks in Madden, didn't you? Oh man, wasn't that? I probably did, but that was the. Yeah, best. I'm sure you did, man. They need to be able. You need to be able, and I, I know that I know the reason why in Madden. Well, the reason you probably can't make your own plays in Madden is because 
the game has to be able to uh the game is the ai is not smart enough to be able to figure out your plays so you would dominate with them you know i you know why you're 100 percent right and i can tell you from experience and because i play madden right now the rpo is this one of the strongest plays in madden because the computers ai is having a hard time picking it up yeah but even the system so, is designed to work within the plays that are in the game to figure out your tendencies, what plays you run the most, and then it picks up on those and starts to build a, uh, a notary, if you will, that of, of, of your plays. But if you if you ran one that wasn't in there for it to even gather from, and it didn't, it couldn't put it into its database, you would dominate with it. You probably dominate everyone you ever played online with it too. Hey, if you if you could design me some nice team formation, I'll give it a shot. But the the NFL, they're begging you to pass. They're they're begging you to pass. Please pass. We'll throw you okay. flags just because. You could run the T formation with two running back or two wide receivers back there, and then put them into motion. But uh, unless you're Justin Fields, you you really can't even get hit as a quarterback. They're allowed to beat the shit out of him. He doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, but everyone he, else. Everyone else, you can't touch them. Yeah. Fields is a punching so, back, but yeah, you're allowed to just beat the living piss out of him. It's okay. Yeah, Fuck you. That's what you get for being a good person and a nice kid. Fuck you. Yeah. So oh, and because you because you almost broke the record rushing last year, we're not gonna call any not a single PFF or and here's, on and him. here's the thing, Fire. buddy. He doesn't want to run first. He does no, not want to run first. He doesn't. You can see it. So it was the game last year. I think it was against the Falcons. Well, he was running around for like 30 seconds trying to just find a play, and it was all he needed was 15 yards for a touchdown. And he's just and he finally finally ended up throwing the ball to a guy and got like almost a first down out of or something last year. But he was it was like the longest play of the entire season for the Bears because he was just running around back there trying to find someone open and couldn't. And he could have easily run it like six times in that play. So and you see you saw it all the you know this past yeah, season yeah. too. He was always looking for the, the pass. <sighs> yeah he, he wants the pass first, no doubt about it. I think he's got oh, by better. the way Getsy got the job in uh Oakland. Oakland, Oakland. Wow, listen to me, Las Vegas. We're, we're so old school. I know. That's all right. Man. Yeah, he got he got the job there. Wow. Oh, I uh weird. That's so Raiders. That's so weird. Yeah. I'm not even sure who's their who's their head coach there? Cliff Kingsbury. No, he's not their head coach. He's their offensive coordinator, I believe. I thought you just said Gutsy was the offensive coordinator. No, that's right. He's the quarterback's coach or something then. Or is he even there? Cliff Kingsbury is the new. No, it's it's Getsy. It's all over Twitter today. Where's King Kingsbury might be somewhere else. Um oh, okay. So they did they did the Raiders keep the I don't even know who their coach is anymore because it was Daniels. Did they? Is it? The, is that who hired Canales or whatever? They have that guy, the Hispanic gentleman. 
Who? I think Dave Canales or something like that. Is that who? Is that who hired him? The Raiders? Or did they go back with their interim coach? They might have hired their interim guy. Yeah, it looks like Antonio Pierce is still the head yeah. coach. Yeah, okay, that's it. So they gave the the intern guy. They gave him the they gave him the full gig. Okay. Okay. So then. Yeah, you, I, I, they don't deserve attention. They're the Raiders. So the so Cliff Kingsbury backed out, and now gets he's the new the new offensive. Oh, okay, that's what happened. Now, all I know is that he got the it was all over Twitter. There's our X, whatever you want to call it, this morning. I thought Kingsbury was their head coach. No, I knew he wasn't because he was out of it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, um, yeah, it's so, like, I don't understand how you would hire Getsy as your offensive coordinator. What did he do? <laughs> where, <laughs> where, where is the uh, resume for that? You, you know, it's, I don't know where the, we didn't really have one for the Bears to give him that fucking job either, but. I don't know. Maybe he's uh, more impressive than we know, and maybe that means bad things for Fields then. Oh, God. Maybe. But we're, we're, we're talking about a league that tried to tell us Bryce Young was going to be a better quarterback than C.J. Stroud, too. So what the fuck do they know? You know, and they, <laughs> they, they would try to tell us Baker Mayfield's a generational talent. <laughs> And I'm like, um, I was bigger when I was fucking 12. So <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, man. You make good points, though, about the, about the quarterbacks and Caleb Williams. I do. And like uh, I said, that doesn't mean he won't be good, but history is history and even recent history. I mean, is he kind of comparable to Kyler Murray? Uh, Caleb Williams. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So same, same offense in college. Kyler, Kyler Murray was a better passer in college, wasn't he? Yeah. Same offense, actually. So just so you know, that's true. Uh, so that's uh, Cliff Kingsbury's, isn't it? Uh, the other guy too that's came from Oklahoma. And then went to USC. Now I can't think of his name right now. USC like, coach. Yeah, the Lincoln Riley, maybe. Riley, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of just the same, the same deal though. Same kind of setup. You know, Kingsbury was uh, Texas Tech with Mahomes, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I believe you're correct. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's where that's where his 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 toast got buttered. Well, dude, it's it's nice to get your uh, perspective here. Um, I'm curious to see because this we're going to be running this as a premiere, uh -oh. so we're just going to kind of hang out and chat with everybody. So this is going to be an interesting um, um, kind of an experiment here. I did I ran a premiere before one time, but I didn't really know what I was doing with it. So this is this will be fun trying to run this as a premiere. It's awesome that you came on and and did did a freaking show with me, dude. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Awesome. Definitely. It was a good time. Thanks for having me. Dude, you, I've been trying to get you on for a year and a half now. <laughs> yeah, well, you you know, I've been, I've been going through some stuff, so. I got it, man. You know, we're, we're doing a draft marathon again, so if you want to 
a link. I could send you a link. You can just hop in and out for a minute or two and talk with us about the picks or whatever if you want. Yeah, I think I can do that. Sounds, okay. sounds like a, a plan. As long as they don't uh, do something ridiculous and say draft a receiver and Marvin Harrison's on the board and it's not Marvin Harrison, you're just not going to want to talk to me. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, it, it'll be it'll it'll be a problem in my in my, in my Bears fandom. Yeah, it's, sticking with Justin, I see the only solution is Marvin Harrison Jr. I think that's a consensus for most of us as Bears fans. Because you get the pay, trade down too. Still get your guy, and you get to get some more picks. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, Poles and his staff have proven the draft pretty well so far. In Poles, so, we draft. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind him having more bullets. He can shoot a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a good. Uh, that's a great analogy. <laughs> I'm gonna make T-shirts to say Poles nose, Poles nose football. <laughs> so far so good yeah. I, I i tell you what you, you know what really signifies when you're good at your job it's the sounds in football at least in baseball and basketball and the profession when you get someone else fired that's when you've done it you know you're, you're doing your job because you did your job so well someone else lost his <laughs> and so when you do a trade like that in carolina and everybody gets fired yeah, not bad for for a young general manager. Good start. Now, now, now you go beat up Washington. <laughs> you go beat them up a little bit. I love. And now it. we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's go beat up Washington a little bit, dude. Yeah. See if they want to give us some things. I mean, we we already kind of said uh, thank you for for Mister Montez. Mm -hmm. uh, that worked out really well for us. We get that second round pick back. It'll be oh, oh even better. And that, that's a sweet spot right in there for a lineman too, for an, uh, either an interior lineman or perhaps a, a good corner could be in that spot or a safety. Like that's a good spot for for a nice, good college player with upside that that could probably start for you right away. Mm -hmm. That's a starting pick forty. That's usually a, a good starter in there. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll probably find if we go and we were to look at the history, you'll probably find a boatload of rookie starters at that pick 40. Oh, man. I, I bet you would. Right. Yeah, I bet you you would. That's the sweet yeah. spot in the draft right there. Right right in that area. Centers and, you know, left, good left, best left guard in the draft back in the day type of a thing or a really good tight end or that, that's a spot. Mm -hmm. A speed receiver, but he's a little bit small. Just gonna say, yep. The, the, that's that's where uh, that's right around where um, what's his name got drafted by the Steelers. Everyone was pissed off. We didn't draft two years ago. Uh, Pink Pickett. Pinkett? Yeah, P Pickens. I think it is Pickens. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right in that area. Isn't that where did the Bears get uh, Brisker and Gordon? Um, right around that area. Yeah. Because they they went with uh, Gordon there. I mean, fuck, where was Devin Hester picked? If you want to go back, wasn't he right around that area? <sighs> wow, that's a good one. Let's see. I think you're right. I thought he, I was thinking he was a third round pick, but 
I, I got second in my mind, but that's a while ago now. Unfortunately, we've we're getting a little bit older now. My my, my teeth are a little longer. Second round, drafted by let's see, Bears in the second round. Let's see what number he was. Fifty-seven. So even further down. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's just that, that second round area there. That's 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 starters on good teams for sure. Yep. I mean, yep. definitely on bad teams, but yep. It, yep. I mean, it could be it could be anything right there. So that's we got to get it back. Let's go beat yeah. up on Washington. Yeah, go go get go get another first rounder. Go get Marvin Harrison Jr. and get your pick back. Yep. And then mm. if you can trade down one more spot to three and still get Marvin Harrison. Let's go beat up uh, New England. Yeah, maybe they got a second and a, and a fourth or something. They want to slap us to, to to move up to make sure they get their their quarterback and we don't trade it to someone else. Mm-hmm. But you can't go past four if you want Harrison because Cardinals are waiting. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and they're and they're fucking drooling too. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 Murray. They've had a guy like Larry Fitzgerald there. They they know what a guy like that can do. Mm-hmm. They know. So well said that's true. <laughs> Talk about one of my favorite guys ever to play the play football. Oh, what a good man. dude! What a good what dude! A great dude. Him, him, him and Peanut should just hang out. We're fucking better people than you. Category. <laughs> I was thinking that myself. Uh, <laughs> And then, then, then Warwick Dunn pulls up and he's like, what about me, guys? <laughs> right. I'm still building homes for women all over the place. What you got? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, those, built- were, those were my three of my favorite guys. Was it Warren? Uh, uh, Warren built a house that he built a house for uh, Deshaun Watson's family. Yeah, I heard something like that. Yeah. yeah. For um, Habitat for Humanity or something. And then uh, w- when he was little, the uh, he used to get massages from the builders when they were building his house. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weird bastard! Is that the worst move in the history of sports? Maybe what Cleveland did. Yeah, they traded what two first, two three first round. Was it three first round picks? Yeah, I believe it was three, and then a little bit more. Oh my. God. And they started the trend of, I believe, I, I could be wrong, but he's at least one of the first of those fully guaranteed contracts, isn't he? Oh, yes. Yes. For, for a guy coming off of that situation. Yeah. Let alone his blown out knees that he's had, let alone that conversation. Why did he finish the season? Injury or play? I think he was injured. Okay. Oh, yeah, he definitely was injured. Yeah, because they they had to go sign Flacco. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they they were playing teams with their with their fourth quarterback. Right. I mean, of course, the Bears. I, I've never seen a team get so many fourth quarterbacks in a season in their lives than the Bears did. I mean, how do you get guys like that all season? What three, four, three, four, four fourth quarterbacks? I mean that's insane. Yeah, and that's oh. we're used to seeing that though. What's that? I said we're used to seeing that though. Yeah, we're used to. Yeah, our guys getting banged up and having to throw out Henry Burris oh. type characters. Yeah. Good <laughs> lord. Oh but, man. 
But now at least now, now at least we throw a capable guy out there that can make a quick read, gets rid of the ball, and is more than a capable backup quarterback. Absolutely. So and and you're paying him nothing. Dude, I mean, agent is if he had if he had Justin Fields arm, he's I mean, you, you might have to take a pay cut to take his job right now. I mean, <laughs> come on, that guy's not making anything. Right. <laughs> so and uh, that's that's the thing. Their quarterback position is is it in in terms of NFL is making nothing. So, oh my goodness, what, what if what what if the Raiders are 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 that thirsty to to get that Caleb Williams that as part of the deal they're willing to give you Crosby because Crosby's better than Montez. <sighs> You're tell me Montez is your second best defensive end? Holy fuck. We talked about that on the show earlier. Uh, you guys did? Okay. Yeah, Walt brought that up as a trade scenario. That, that could be because what they we'd get what? What are they the eighth pick? Yeah, you you'd probably get the eighth pick, their next year's first rounder and him, and maybe some change. You know, a, a fourth and twenty-six, or you know, something, something like that. You know, but I think he's worth more than a first rounder, especially if you think you could win now. Oh, they have the thirteenth pick. Yeah, you're getting some change back too, then. But he he would have more value than than say a DJ Moore. Yeah, I but mean, you're not you're not going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Then. No, you're not. I don't know. It's tough. Got, that's what I'm got, saying. What that's what I'm me. saying. You know, yeah, I want Harrison too. I'm just throwing scenarios out there. That's all. Yeah, you, you've got me convinced that Marvin Harrison Jr. is the key to this team's success moving forward with what we have and Komet and DJ Moore. I mean, yeah, I mean he's by there's other there's two other receivers I really like in a draft, and then there's some some speed guys later we'll talk about it at a different time. But yeah, he's uh he would make this offense, I think, special. And that's hard to say talking about a Bears offense and a rookie receiver, but I think he's that good. I think you're right, dude. He, he, he could be the, the Jamar Chase that unlocks Burrow. He could be the guy that unlocks Fields. It's Marvin Harrison or bust for me now. <laughs> yeah, unless it's some trade back that's just so ridiculous that they had to do it you know like somebody just some owner decided they had to have kayla williams in the number one pick and here's three first rounders here's two second rounders and here's uh patrick certain <laughs> okay we got to talk about that now you know right of course because <laughs> then 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 you're talking about jalen johnson's your second best corner and it ain't even close. I mean, Sertain's the top top three guy in the league in my Sertain is who Johnson thinks he is. No, you're not. Then Johnson's gone. Yeah, maybe may, or maybe you can decide and trade him, <laughs> or, or whatever you could do. But what if you kept him? Mm. And then those are your two corners. Is Sertain still on a rookie deal? I don't. Yeah, think so. yeah, he's not, he might be, he's but they might have signed him because he's that good. 
he's that good. They might have just said, fuck it. We don't we don't need to wait. Yeah, he's on Justin Fields contract. Okay, because he's a boss. Dude. I don't know if you I know you don't watch a lot of AFC football, you know, at three o'clock on a Sunday, but he, he's a boss. Yeah, that was that was that was the draft that Denver took Sertain instead of Fields. That's how we got Fields. Okay. Correctly. Yeah, he's a but that doesn't mean that they hadn't signed him already. I don't know that they did, but I'm just saying he's that you know, you know, you know when you know when you got a guy, right? So why why wait? This I'm just gonna sign him. Yeah. He he could be that. I don't know. Because that's how good he is. Hmm. I don't need another year to know how good Patrick Sertain, you know, is. Other than, other than you're just you want to continue paying as little as you can. Yeah, other than that, yeah. But then, then you always play that game of what's the average salary at that position the next year compared, mm. you know, it always goes up. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a market game. True. But that's a guy. I then go ahead and see if I can't do some type of signing trade or whatever with Jalen Johnson, as far as, you know, however they work that shit out. And then I go ahead and trade for Patrick Sertain as part of that deal. And I give him, the Johnson money because he's that good. And that would be Denver at 12. If you, if that scenario was, yeah, that would be Denver at 12 or, and that's what I'm saying. Or, or maybe you say, okay, you know what? I, I don't even want, I, I don't need a, a second or a third rounder in following years. You're going to give me certain and you're going to give me Jerry Judy. Hmm. How, how bad does, how bad does, does man, uh, Peyton want is uh, not Manning, but Peyton, Sean Payton, how bad does he want his quarterback? How, how bad? How bad does Walmart want their quarterback? <laughs> you know what I mean? For the seriously to, to, to put in their, their commercials and <laughs> so true. Yep. That's so well said. How bad does Walmart want a quarterback? <laughs> yep. So yeah. And I'm sorry, but no one has more money. I don't think any, any, any maybe some of these crazy computer fucking guys and whatnot that own teams, but I can't imagine you need more money than Walmart to run a football team. No. <laughs> so <laughs> there, there's always that. I, I mean, re remember Dicka, how bad he wanted Ricky Williams, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you my entire draft <laughs> to move up to one. And he did it. He went golfing. <laughs> if the stories are correct, he drafted William Ricky Williams, started <laughs> up a cigar, and went golfing. <laughs> it, it was a long time ago, but remember how bad the Vikings wanted Herschel Walker. Yeah. So sometimes people just want something so bad. It's rare, but what are they talking about Caleb Williams being? Rare. Yeah. So people have him viewed that way. They, well, most actually. Yeah. And the, I mean, the arm is off the charts. I mean, it's up there with that's, that's a cutler arm. I mean, if you want to put it in bears terms, yeah. that's, that's a, that's a cutler hose. Yeah. That's a cutler hose. <laughs> so, I mean, didn't, didn't do shit for us, but that's a, a Jeff George hose. George probably got the strongest quarterback of any quarterback the Bears have ever had. I forgot he was on the Bears. Yeah, he didn't do shit, but he was here. Yeah.
That fucking guy. Good lord. <laughs> I know. <laughs> My lord. His, it's his like, yeah. What the hell was that? He, he was like a, such an asshole. Yeah. And he played at Illinois, so you know I love the fucking guy. Yeah. But he was such a prick. Yeah. <laughs> People talk about you know walk on this that you know that the fucking Baker Mayfield. You know who was a walk on quarterback who was the first pick in the draft first? Jeff George. Yeah. He was a scholarship athlete at Purdue, and back in those days, if you transferred in conference, you couldn't receive a scholarship. So he transferred to Illinois and was essentially a walk-on. And then he was a number one pick in the draft. But people want to tell you that it's Baker Mayfield because they don't like facts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Illinois is always overlooked when it comes to shit like that, too. Yep. And, you know, I'm going to know the facts about it. Oh, for sure. Because uh, that's my shitty football program, and I'm laying claim to it. <laughs> Yeah, what was, was Jeff George on that team with um, the the that defense? The, the game. No, the no, no, no. He was. Uh, I think he was the first pick of the ninety draft. Maybe, maybe ninety or ninety one. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're talking uh, Hardy Rice, Holacek, uh, Dana Howard. Yeah, the, the, the best linebacking core in the history of college football. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yep, that one. Fucking a. No wonder I love the three four, huh? That was that was good. It was crazy. Nineteen ninety. The, the the best pros of those two weren't the best that were in college. The best two college linebackers of those two guys were Howard and Holasek. The best pros were Rice and Hardy. Mm -hmm. Dana Howard was. Oh, he's got the uh, Dana but, Howard. Dana Howard was Buckus's guy. Yeah, he loved fucking Dana Howard. He even well, played on the Bears a little bit. He just wasn't big enough. Yeah, he was just had everything. You know, kind of, kind of like Kyler Murray and most six foot fucking guys that try to play in the NFL that aren't receivers and running backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kickers and punters, they're just not big enough. Mm -hmm. Sorry. That's why, in my opinion, uh, as far as premier running backs, inside the five-yard line, Barry Sanders is the worst premier running back I've ever seen in my life. That's ever. True. Ever. True. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many guys I'd rather have. He's my second favorite running back of all time. Oh God, he's all he awesome running back, Hall of Famer, uh, a, a a great, you know. But but he'd give you negative one, two, negative three, one, four, four, negative three, seventy six. You know that's 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 what Barry Sanders did to you. Yeah. But Evan Smith was you know four, five, six yards of carry every time yeah. type of a fucking guy. Neither one of them good as Walter Payton, but that's okay. That's another. Yeah. Yeah. Well, neither is yes. But yeah, I mean. I don't think you can be a more complete running back than Walter Payton. I don't think it's really possible. Mm. Just com complete. Yeah, yeah, everything. Leadership. Didn't he kick a field goal? Yep. Oh, the only thing he didn't do is he didn't get that touchdown in the Super Bowl. It still kind of makes me a little bit sad yeah. for him. 
Let's not talk about that. Yeah, that's that's uh then I, I I'm so petty. I don't even like uh William Perry as much as I should because he got that touchdown. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> I bet you William Perry doesn't like himself as much. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in his wheelchair. Like, God damn it, I didn't deserve that touchdown. <laughs> but you know what? A guy like Ditka, who in his mind has done one thing wrong in his whole life. Yeah, that was that was the one thing. He said he's got one regret in his, his entire coaching career. And that's the only one he has. Mm-hmm. Is that he didn't give Walter Payton a touchdown in the Super Bowl, and he's like, I got to live with it the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but at least he was man enough, you know, in, in uh, humility enough to to say it. Right. So, fuck it. We all. I, I've made a million fucking mistakes. You know, I love to go back twenty years, and you know. So, who am I to judge? You gotta hand it to him for giving that up. Yeah, exactly. Because you know? we all feel it, and it's it, it's good to know that he feels it too. Yeah. Uh, and actually his, his I've, I've heard his his son talk about it too uh jared and, and, and even he needed some time to forgive dick over it <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things that's how loved walter yeah. payton was that's it says yeah. more about how loved walter payton was than anything else yep it's, you, people were sad for you mm-hmm a whole, a whole fucking football starved city to this one a championship a little part of them was still like, mm. mm -hmm. well, he needed that one. And I was a kid and I felt that way. I can't imagine what older adults who understood life more understood how hard he worked to get to where he got and going to Jackson state and the whole, the whole nine yards, you know? And then in the Super Bowl, the, the rushing touchdown goal, <laughs> William Perry. Yeah. The guy that got you there, the guy that spent a decade already in your organization from 1975 building you up mm -hmm. and then he gets there a little 10 10 years later and you don't come on yeah i know i mean that's the backbone of that team i know uh and my anyway. guy danny Ham my guy danny hampton oh yeah and God, i love that fucking guy let's hope mongo gets into the hall of fame this year he's better than guys that are already there yep so that's for sure. I mean, I made a case for stats are better than Howie Long's in a lot of areas. Yeah. Played longer. Now, of course, you know, Howie Long didn't get to play next to Hall of Famers. He was the Hall of Famer, but yes, right. I, I yeah. get. But no, he's uh, he's he's right there with guys that I think are going to watch. I'm, I'm going to sound like an idiot. He might be in the Hall of Fame, but guys like Neil Smith that are really good players but didn't aren't in the Hall of Fame. He, he reminds me of credential wise one of those type of guys zach like, thomas he has to, he's in now right he has to be in the hall of fame i think he's actually up for it this year yeah that's ridiculous yeah or he's that's actually baby, that's there. that's baby urlacher if urlacher was fucking 511 that would have been brian urlacher Th their stats are very similar yeah oh yeah he's an outstanding player yeah and anyone who doesn't think so is an asshole if urlacher's in zach thomas <laughs> Deserves to be in, that's for sure. You know what? Brian Urlacher might fucking tell you that. Oh, I'm sure he would. Yeah, that's that's a player right there, man. As you talk about you can't measure, you know, like certain things. You know, Heinz Ward wasn't fast, but it didn't matter. You know, certain things you just can't. Yeah, can't measure the heart of certain guys, and that's 
that's a heart guy there. Hester, how about Hester? Um, he's on the list again. Is it too soon for him? He's he should be a Hall of Famer for one. He changed the game. Yeah, he's, he's no. Oh my God, the, the, you're gonna get me in trouble with some guys right now. <laughs> it, but maybe it's okay because the other guy who I think is, is a better overall special teams player in the history of the game than him was actually a bear for a while, so it might be okay. But I think if you count kick return, punt return, and then also being the flyer on coverage, I think overall Cordell Patterson was a better overall special teams player than Devin Hester. Ooh. Huh. Uh, I know that sounds blasphemy, doesn't it? That's pure blasphemy. But why don't you go ahead and look at who has the most kick returns for touchdowns? It's not Devin Hester. <laughs> it's it's Cordell Patterson. Really? And I bet, yeah. I bet you when you look up total yards by the time it's all said and done, too, of kick punt return total yardage, it's probably going to be Cordell Patterson as well. Or just kick return. No, I think Devin Hester is the best punt returner that's ever fucking taking a breath of fucking oxygen. But overall special teams player? I don't know. He definitely couldn't be a flyer on your your special teams. Corderell Patterson had nine touchdowns. Kick return touchdowns. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think Hester has nine. I think he's got eight or seven. Five. Five. Oh fuck. So he's almost doubled them. Hmm, my argument just feels a little stronger. Huh. Let's see, uh... Now, punt return. Like I said, I didn't say but that Hester is the best punt returner ever. That's not in question. Yeah. But I'm just saying overall special teams player. Punt return. Uh, punt return. Patterson's fantastic. Yeah. Devin Hester has 14 punt returns for touchdowns. Yeah, it's not even... What's Patterson got? Two, if if if, if any. Punt returns. He's a kick return guy, I think. Just maybe. You'd have to look that one up. No, he's not on there. Yeah. He's so, there. so Hester's the better punt returner. Patterson's the better kick returner, and Patterson's the better guy in, as a flyer, which he didn't do very often, but he did do. Um, but Hester changed the game, though. Oh. That's tough. And Hester also returned a kickoff return for a touchdown in a Super Bowl, which is boss. Yeah, that was boss. Yeah, that's 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 just whipping it out and saying mine's bigger than yours right there. That's that's what that is. Uh let's see. I'm looking for kick and let's see. That's longest. Yeah, yeah. Who's who's got the overall like kick return, kick return part return? It's probably Hester. For Kick yards are uh, Brian Mitchell leads kick return yards of fourteen thousand fourteen. Uh, yeah, Cordell Patterson is seven thousand nine hundred eighty nine. Devin Hester is seven thousand three hundred thirty three. Patterson is ranked ninth. Hester is twelfth. Hmm. Does All it right. say? Does it have special teams tackles on there? Uh, no, that's just. I'm in the wrong category for that. Hold on. Okay, okay. 
maybe I he's not. I don't know. I, I guess maybe I'm, I might have been a but they're very close. At least, at least that's fair. Hester probably because he changed the game is probably the best returner of all time. But boy, Patterson is right up there with the best. And I'm always going to be biased because I like the the bigger athlete. I love the big athlete, man. The fucking Julius Peppers. The Devin Hester has three thousand. He's ranked third on punt return yards. 3,695. Brian Mitchell is, is first with 4,999. But, oh, God, that rules are different on those things, too, then. Yeah, big time. Yeah, that's that's hard. To, I, I I mean, Mitchell, Mitchell is, is in the team picture, but he's not as good as those two guys, in my opinion. I see your point about, about Patterson, though. Kick returner, yeah, I guess he's yeah. better than He's definitely about it. Yeah, it's probably can't even really judge him. It's probably one's the kick returner, one's the punt returner. Mm -hmm. It's probably the better way to put it. Yeah. Because so, my know, point, my my point to asking you about Hester was, I mean, I think he'll make the hall of, the Hall of Fame. Just I feel like they'll drag him out to like his final, you know, attempt. Have you heard him talk about it? A little bit, yeah. He he half cares because he didn't make first ballot. Uh, that's kind of weird. Like he's like, you know, there's hall of fame and then there's first ballot. Mm. So I get, I get what he's saying, but as a, come on, it's special teams though. It's special yeah, teams. Like, come on. You, you, I know you, he loves Dion and Dion's like his big brother, but Dion played defense, dude. Yeah. Defense. No one threw at Dion. No, you don't look at Dion's stats because no one dared yeah. fuck with him. Right. So, it's just you can't yeah, make a tackle if no one throws the ball at you. To make the Hall of Fame would be good yeah. enough, especially <laughs> at a position that typically does not make the Hall of Fame. Right. So he should, if he wasn't being kind of a prick, and maybe as he gets older, he won't be such a prick about it. <laughs> but, be happy he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, maybe you need to. Yeah, respect it. You're with a, a handful of guys that do what you do that made the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's not like he's the 32nd best quarterback that happens to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. <laughs> he's easily a top three returner in the history of the game. So, easily. easily. If not, well, well never that, definitely the best punt returner. He changed and, the game. Yeah. And selfishly, I was never been more excited in a sporting event in my life than when he returned that kick return for a touchdown. Never. Dude, I had chills, man. I my my soul came out of my body and was floating on the ceiling, looking down at myself, jumping up and down and crying. And it was the only yeah. time I thought they were going to win that fucking. That's when I thought they were going to win the Super Bowl. Not even going into it, I didn't think they were. And then he returned that kick return, and then I, I felt so. It just felt like they were then. And then the fucking rain, and then the fucking Dominic Rhodes, and whatever. And then they just completely stopped kicking it to him at all. Yeah. And then they ran the ball down our fucking throat. Yep. And if we would have had Tommy Harris and Brown, that wouldn't have happened. Yep. Fuck the fuck. Oh, that that was just that was a Super Bowl team right there, man. That was. Peyton, yeah. Manning, Peyton Manning, like he typically had played bad in all of the big games and in bad weather. So that was that was for our taking. Oh, for sure.
We're by being down those two players really cost us. Brown and Harris. Especially your three technique and a cover two. I mean, and, that's just And the fact they took Hester out of the game. So that was technically three players, three of our best players taken out of the out of the game. Yeah, but Hester already impacted it enough, though. If you were going into that, you would have saw Hester's giving you one specialties touchdown, you would have signed up for it. True. So but it was it, it was Dominic Rhodes and Joseph Adai. Who the fuck are these guys? Like <laughs> let let Peyton Manning go, you know, twenty nine to thirty two for three thirty three and three scores, and I can live with that twenty years later. Yeah. But who are these two assholes? Yeah. Well, they're fucking. Never mind. I'm just gonna shut up. <laughs> I know. I've got. I've rewatched that Super Bowl so many times, and I just, I get sick to my stomach. I mean, change their defense. Well, who did Washington beat when Timmy Smith ran all over him? Was it was it Washington and Timmy Smith? Am I remembering that right? Way 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 back in the day. That mm. that that's how they had to feel. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, when he yeah, like what the fuck? Getting some guy sudden, nobody knows who he is. Yeah, just pounding he's like the best throat. running back in football right now in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. Yeah. what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> Dominic, I, I don't. Uh, I know he like signed with the Raiders or something afterwards and failed some drug tests. That's all I know about Dominic Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Oh well. All right, guy. Yeah, man. Well, let's wrap this up. It's uh, it's great show with you. Finally, getting to hang out with you again on the air. I kind of forgot we were even on the air for the most part. <laughs> That's good. That's what we want. We want to. to I don't know if your Kalen Kaepernick, Kaepernick fans are going to be too happy with me, though. I think that might be an issue. <laughs> uh, but uh, opinions are opinions. That was that yeah. Was... I yeah, just. You know, if you if 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 you really grow up poor, then really grow up poor. Don't pretend to grow up poor if you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. plenty of people had to grow up poor. So it's true. Okay. Well, dude, so, you got to make sure that you get your ass back on the show with us. Absolutely. This was fun, dude. And, absolutely. Uh, for everybody hanging out in the premiere with us tonight, um, we'll be talking with you in chat while we're we're recording this on Sunday. Um, with some coffee. So there you go. Premiering this in the evening at some point. All right, I'll look. For, I'll see when it comes out. Yeah, you'll be watching it right now. We'll figure out what that day is, but it'll be this day. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. All right, buddy. Well, as we always end the show on a one, two, three bears. All right, let's do it. One, two, three bears. bears. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. There we go. And there we go.